Mark Collier for Thomas Matters Radio, here today with Dr. Karen Chesser for Thomas Independent Schools, talking about, yes, a very important topic, how to be most efficient on your Disney vacation. So I'm back with Dr. Karen Chesser, superintendent of Fort Thomas Independent Schools, and we are talking about the $3,000 package value, which is benefiting the Fort Thomas Education Foundation that Dr. Chesser and her husband, Scott, have uh, donated to the Education Foundation. Um, Those tickets are $20, and you have to enter to win a chance. It's a three-day, two-night Disney World Orlando getaway, and for that, it's two nights, uh, deluxe hotel accommodations, three-day park hopper tickets for up to five people, so that's 15 total tickets, and a one-hour consultation with a local Disney Vacation Club expert, and it does not say this on the flyer, but that's you. (laughs) Yeah, that's me. I don't call myself an expert, but I definitely would call myself a Call myself a Disney fanatic. Okay. We'll say it that way. Okay. So that is not clear on on the flyer, but I think that's the coolest part about this. So um, the deadline to buy those tickets is rapidly approaching. It's actually tomorrow, which is um, May 21st. They're going to have a drawing for Friday, May 24th. So if you're hearing this in between the 21st and the 24th, I would bet if you called Amy Schaefer at the Education Foundation – she might take uh, your entry at that point. Again, it's twenty dollars. Um, you can email her at ftefdisneyraffle at gmail dot com. ftefdisneyraffle at gmail dot com, or call eight five nine eight one five twenty oh four. So eight five nine eight one five two zero zero four. So Karen, what I want to talk to you about, since you're the the expert or the fanatic. <laughs> Um, are just some of the sort of the, the tips to know. Um, so first, let's start. Um, how many times have you been to Disney, you and your family? Well, okay, before I do that, I just want to clarify yeah. that, uh, yes, we're donating the deluxe villa accommodations um, and this time to set everything up and to help you make the best choices. But I will say that actual Disney World itself donated the park hopper oh, tickets. So nice. So that was very nice, and that's uh, because of our great people who work with the foundation who are always out there looking for for that kind of thing. Okay, how many times have I visited? Um, It's 30-plus times. Uh, So that would characterize you as a fanatic. Yeah, in some some years it's been, uh, you know, three times, maybe four uh, in a year. Uh, But there's a reason for that. I mean, we belong to the Disney Vacation Club, and I'm not here selling, uh, you know, the Disney Vacation Club. Uh, But it is something you might want to look at. We... uh, we actually joined when our son, who's 19 right now, was one year old. Uh, and because then we had these free places to stay and we could get the annual pass at a Florida rate, that just made us want to go even more and more. And also because um, it has a different focus depending on the age of, of, your, of your kids. So when we were parents of very young children, 
you know, we would do things that were really important and exciting for them. And now that we are uh, parents of teenagers, they bring their friends or maybe we'll sometimes bring other families. And so you have a different focus, different times you go in different seasons of life. Uh, so, yeah. So I want to I want to tease for a second. And when we've talked about this, um, you told me that you can guarantee no lines. That's always a like an obstruction or a hurdle why somebody would decide maybe they don't want to go to Disney, but you can guarantee that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm not going to say you're not going to be in line for five minutes, right, but right. Uh, unfortunately, some people have a really bad taste in their mouth about Disney because they said, you know, we go there, all we're doing is standing in line for two or three hours, and that is really not something that needs to happen. Okay, so I, I, I want to tease that and leave that to the end. Um, so we're going to get into some of the questions right now that you might be able to help. Um, uh-huh. So you've been 30 times. I'm sure you've been in all different months. Um, when, right. in your opinion, is the best time to visit Disney? Well, you know, a lot of people would say the best time to visit is when it's not during school breaks. But we're not going to talk about that because we want every child <laughs> in school uh, when it's time to be in school. And uh, being an educator, my husband's also a teacher. We, you know, we would never take our st- kids out of school. So uh, it might be great and, it, uh, and, and definitely no lines if you go when school is in session. But we're going to say that you really need to save the time to go to Disney when it's during the break. Um, And I can tell you that I've been many times, it's over the Christmas break or spring break or in the summer, and even though those feel like those might be really long lines, it's still a great time to go. Um, So anytime is a good time to visit Disney. Well, and so here's the other thing, and I was sort of reading about this. Um, They said that when new attractions are opened, like, and those are still new and fresh, like that draws a lot of people in. So like this year, there's a Star Wars right. thing that's yeah. coming. Ends in, it opens in August. Okay. So you probably wouldn't want to go right when it opened, right? Well, well, maybe. Yeah. You know, you might not want to go on the day it opens, right. but, uh, you know, who can go there and not see the new things that are happening? You just have to be smart about it. Uh, when we talk about the lines, we can talk more, uh, but there is sort of an algorithm uh, to what are the best days to go to which parks. Yeah. And so do you have the uh, spreadsheets or the algorithm? Uh, um, well, in general, it is that, it, you know, it's sort of counterintuitive. So, for example, if you know that you have extra magic hours in a morning uh, for Magic Kingdom, if you're staying on, it's called on property, yeah, which yeah. is staying at Disney World, you might think, hey, I want to go to that park that day because I'll have these extra hours. But guess what? 95% of the other people who are staying on property are thinking the same thing. So that's why you want to go to a different park. Um, than the one that has the extra magic hours. Um, The other thing is, if you have extra magic hours at night, for example, at Magic Kingdom, then you probably want to go to Magic Kingdom that next day because all those people that stayed up till 2 o'clock in the morning are not getting back there at 8 the next day. Yep, yep. So, um, and and I know that we kind of talked about different seasons of life. Like, I have a two- and a four-year-old. And so we would do different things, probably. We would stay maybe different durations of time compared to your family. Mm -hmm. How long would you say is an appropriate or an ideal vacation? How long should you spend at Disney? Well, if we're talking about the number of days, I can't imagine going and not spending at least one day in each of the four parks. So kind of the the minimum, I would say, is a six-day 
Um, you know, you can do four days if you um, want to go to one park on each day, and then it, it's great. I shouldn't say minimum. That's It's a good time to go at six days because you can get there and do all your transportation the day before, maybe hang out at the pool, go to Disney Springs, and then have a day in each park. And then the day you're leaving, you can kind of get up late and, again, do some things around the hotel and, and then leave. Uh, but any time is great. Like this package that the foundation is giving away, it's really three days. You can always add on and stay in different places to make that trip a little longer, but that way you can still see three parks. Depends on the age of your kids. Sometimes Epcot's not as appealing to the young children. You know, it's more for the adults going around the world and, and some of the sort of the more high-impact rides. Um, so it really just depends. So I wanna, you mentioned where to stay on or off property. Um, Kind of explain that a little bit. I know there's different resorts. Um, I start. I started like just looking around for myself um, as well, mm-hmm. um, and I got a little bit of a sticker shock. I mean, it was like, okay, that is kind of expensive. Um, so, t- talk about like where somebody should stay or what mm-hmm. things they should consider. Well, I would always be very pro the entire Disney experience and staying on property, which means any of the resorts that Disney owns and operates, um, just because there are so many pluses to that. You've got transportation directly from each of those resorts to each of the uh, parks and then also the water parks and Disney Springs. So you don't have to worry about any of that. You also have transportation directly from the hotel, I mean, from the airport. Um, So if you factored in all that transportation and rental cars and all that kind of stuff, that might be the difference between that and and another hotel. Um, So that's always a plus. There are a variety of hotels on Disney from what are called the value resorts, such as the all-star resorts, all the way up to the deluxe Resort villas, like and that's contemporary. What this, this yes, these are the that. deluxe resort. Yep. Um, but there's a variety of price points in there, and to be honest, if you looked at the value resorts, I've stayed at those before for about eighty dollars a night. Oh, so nice. you can get yeah. those. A lot of times there are packages as well that have dining included. Um, so it's really important to plan early if you can. So what's what should people pack? What are like the the go to things that you've learned um, over over time? That, that you have to bring. Okay, so the great thing about Disney as well is you don't have to bring any nice clothes for anything. Unless you're going to eat at Victoria and Albert's, that's the one restaurant that has a dress code, but everywhere else everybody's wearing shorts or a sundress, flip-flops, so you don't have to worry about any of that. And it is hot if you're going in the summer or at spring break, so the the least amount of, uh, you know, jackets and all that kind of thing. A light jacket in at If you're going at Christmas is important and then you'll want to do layers. And so um, not a whole lot of clothes you have to bring for a lot of different things. Good walking shoes is key. So you want to make sure of that. Also, you'd like to have clothes in the summer or at spring break. A lot of times there'll be a rainstorm for just a short amount of time. So something that dries kind of quickly. Definitely want your swimsuit. Um, Also, everyone takes a a backpack, like one person in the family. Unfortunately, it's usually the mom uh, who is carrying the backpack. Um, So you want to have things like sunscreen and your sunglasses, some snacks, bottled water. Yes, they will let you bring all that stuff in. Um, You know, extra charger for your phone. 
uh, antibacterial gel, that kind of thing. Great thing about Disney as well is you don't have to bring a whole lot of water bottles because any place at Disney will give you free ice water. Oh. Uh, you don't have to buy anything. You just go right up the counter and say, I have some water, and they'll give it to you. So um, we, we talked about bringing snacks in, where to eat. Um, where do you, other than the super fancy restaurant, I can't remember what yeah, you Yeah, Victoria Alberts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, where do you guys usually eat there, or what do you do? Yeah, so uh, a couple of things about that. We, we tend to not want to take a whole lot of time to eat some nice meals, so maybe we'll do that just a couple of times, some of the sort of really cool themed places, like the German restaurant, yep. you know, at Epcot, or maybe the Italian restaurant at Hollywood Studios. But for the most part, it's either the quick service, which are really good, you know, value kinds of uh, meals. Um, but the other thing is, like, with these deluxe resort villas, the one we're giving away during the at the foundation raffle, you have a full kitchen in your room. Now, of course, you don't want to go on vacation and spend all this time cooking. But it's nice to have just breakfast food there so you can get all that breakfast out of the way, uh, both the cost and the amount of time before you go. And then it's also nice to have sort of some late-night snacks and pizzas and things like that. So if you can eat at a couple of quick-service places at Disney, and they're all themed, they're all fun, something for everyone. So um, there's other things to do other than, you know, the typical when you envision a a Disney vacation. It's like the rides, like the Dumbo rides for me, Mm -hmm. for my kids, um, or like the bigger stuff right now uh, for for your your kids. Um, what 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 else do people do there? Well, there are, besides the parks, um, there's also Disney Springs, which is like a park on it, on, unto itself, and of course there's no entry fee for that. So those are tons of shops, tons of restaurants, but also lots of fun things to do, like uh, there are boat rides there, there are uh, balloon rides, there's bowling, just a, a ton of fun stuff to do at Disney Springs. So that's one. Also, at several of the resorts, um, there are uh, like little marinas, so you can go, for example, to Polynesian, and you can rent a little sea racer and drive that around the marina. There's Fort Wilderness, which has all that sort of Adirondack lake kind of summer activities. So you can do kayaks, and you can do boats, you can do horse rides. Um, you can also have a sing along with Chip, Chip and Dell with s'mores. All you know, most of that is free. Right. Uh, also, at each of the resorts, there are really fun pools. Um, and these deluxe resorts, again, that come with the raffle. At that resort, there's a place called a community hall, which has tons of crafts and activities all day long, as well as rent Disney movies. Um, those are some of the extra kinds of things you can do that don't even involve a park entry. So what are um, sort of the, the Karen Chesser tips? Like what are you, what are you going to go when somebody wins this raffle from the right. Education Foundation? Other than kind of what we've laid out here, uh-huh. what, are, what are your go-to tips, like for sure? Okay, so, you know, and making sure that we have no lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we want to make sure that, first of all, we... We schedule our fast passes uh, right on time, and we do that in a very strategic way. Um, so one of the things you may or may not know about Disney is they have put everything you need into this magic band, which has an RFID um, chip that you wear the, the, the magic band. You need nothing else, and so you can use that to get into your hotel room. You can use that to buy food. You also use that for fast passes, and the way fast passes work is that you determine, you and your entire party, 
what you connect it to your tickets and what rides you'd like to go in and in what order. And you can choose three to start out with. And then when you finish those three, you can get more. And the trick, of course, on this is to, if you are staying on property in Disney World, then you actually get to choose those 60 days in advance. And we have some tips on how to, you know, optimize those fast passes that we'll be working with. And we will actually sit down and I can sit with you and actually make those fast pass reservations. Um, and then once you get those three fast passes done, you can continue to add those throughout the day. And we'll talk about that. The other real key is rope dropping, which will be another thing that we'll talk about, which means Unfortunately, sleeping in will cost you time hmm. at Disney World. So we'll so talk it's rides about, or sleep, right? That's right. And you can ride and then sleep. Yeah. That's what we like to do. Yeah. So you get there when the crowds aren't there. You have a very specific strategy. Um, you get there at rope drop, which is the most fun anyway. And then in the afternoon, you can go back and take a nap if you want. But you didn't spend any time. So I, I, I can tell, like, you've had this conversation with your kids before, right? Like, you have you had to had the sleep or ride conversation with them? Oh, well, they just know. Okay. Right. <laughs> they just know that if we're with, with mom, we are rope dropping okay so that means that we get there early we can get some sleep that night now I will have to say my husband's not necessarily on board with this all the time okay so but the kids know because they want to ride the the big rides um and then it's interesting this year at the ages of 19 and 16 and of course this year they're bringing the girlfriends and the friends and all this kind of stuff um we've been talking about taking a break in the afternoon now when they were little we would take a break and it would be in the stroller or we'd go back but they're kind of mixed on this. They're like, no, we want to have the entire time there. We don't want to take any breaks. So I know Scott, uh, your husband, so um, this is probably funny to me, but um, he might have, uh, you know, some more tips for dads, right? And, oh, yeah. And, um, I mean, are we talking about, I know we sort of joked about, I've joked about with Scott and you, he was kind of coming up with an idea for a book, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was coming up with a book, and it was called, Papa Bear's Guide to Sleeping in Disney World or something like that, taking rest. Because, yeah, he would be worn out by all this. And so he had certain places where he thought would be great places to just take a little nap when your kids are, are, you know, four and six or something and you just need a little time. So there were certain rides, such as the People Mover uh, at... uh, uh, in Magic Kingdom and, and you know, the, the China show <laughs> and Epcot and so forth. So so if you're listening to this and you're, and you're on the fence about whether or not you need to buy a raffle ticket that benefits the Education Foundation, maybe a selling point should be you also, yeah, you get an hour consultation with you, but, um, you know, the dads will get a consultation with Scott about yes. where <laughs> to get some extra Zs, maybe get some good food and drink. Yeah, yeah. And and from that perspective, I think that's a win-win. Okay. All right. So, Dr. Chester, thank you so much. Once again, um, if you're wanting to buy the tickets, it's a $3,000 package value. It benefits the Fort Thomas Education Foundation. You can enter to win. Um, The deadline is supposed to be Tuesday, May 21st. Um, They're going to draw tickets Friday, May 24th. To get some more information on that, you can call Amy Schaefer, 859-815-2004, or FTEFDisneyRaffle at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Thanks.